What is good? It's me, your friend, the neighborhood nerd, the Bobo, and welcome back to Bobo's Block. If this is your first time joining us, thank you for tuning in to this block party that we have each and every single week. If this is your 18th, 19th, 20th, whatever time joining us, what up, Doug? It is good to hear from you again, and um, man, I hope you guys are holding up pretty well. So, firstly, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. My show is being sponsored solely by my Patreon campaign. That is my Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash Bobo. And that is um, my lifeblood of this block. And that's where you can do the most good and have the most support for anything going on here on the block or all of my endeavors. I want to give a huge shout out to all of my Patreons. I got two, that's right, two new Patreons um, in the past week or so. Shout out to my homie Bader Milligan and Blythe um, Bumville. I, I, I hate how I can't pronounce their last name, but Blythe and Bader, you guys are so amazing. They support me and all my endeavors and a lot of things that I do, and I support them as well. Blythe has an amazing podcast out of her own, and she is a wonderful person to just like sit, follow on Instagram, follow on all, on all of the social medias. Go ahead and check her out. Um, definitely follow Botter. He is the um, lead host or the leader of the Short Box Jacks podcast. Give them a listen. Follow their Patreon. They have a lot of great stuff for you guys there on Patreon for Blythe. Hey, what's going on, Mari? Um, I am actually live again on Instagram. Um, it's not Monday, but it is 2 o'clock. And, <laughs> and I am here with you guys on Instagram. So if you want to join the conversation, you know that you can always find me at BoboFNN. That's B-O-B-B-O-F-N-N on all social media platforms. But on Mondays, hopefully back again on Mondays whenever I fill up to it um <laughs> at two o'clock we go live on instagram and record this episode but it is friday this time so it's got to give you guys a little bit of a glimpse of where my head is at um we don't have any other sponsors i want to give a big thank you firstly to everybody who supported the living heroes podcast um i'm the kickstarter over there um i want to go ahead and thank you for your support and for your money that you guys provided we got up to about 14,500 I wanted to say for that one and for the Living Heroes um, book that will be coming out digitally. That will be so much um, love and support that you give to Steph I Will, her artist, and everything that's going to be coming out with that. So I want to first give you guys a thank you for that and also um, let you guys know that many things will be coming in the future. And um, as well, if you guys want to support what's going on, listen to what, what's up with our sponsors. We'll hopefully be having some new sponsors coming through for this. So, um, yeah, uh, it's not really much I can do for like a weekend update, but I just wanted to go ahead and give you guys, like I said, those big thank yous and those shout outs for there. Um, let's go ahead and, um, no, 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 no. I have, I do have things for you guys. So I, I don't have anything coming up physically, but we do have events that are going to be going down. I am going to be hosting um, and running a podcast-a-thon with a collaboration of local podcasts in the Northeast Jacksonville area. We're going to be doing it to help and support local businesses here in Jacksonville that we can get their word out and let you guys know who's open and who's available for service. It is a wonderful cause that we're doing. We're calling it a one a day is trying to help you learn how to support one local business a day. It is going to be myself and a collaboration of many, many podcasts. We will be doing um, clips of podcasts on that on that day and that stream, you guys will be hearing different shows and stuff like that that you can go listen to and support and everything. And of course, I'll definitely be um 
plugging Blabo's block and you guys can hear clips of Blabo's block as well. Um, that will be taking place on April 10th, the next Friday, not this Friday, but next Friday, next Friday, April 10th, I will be doing a podcast a thon, um, called the one a day. All right. So, yeah. So, um, you guys listen out for that and be on the lookouts for events, invites and things of that nature and posters. So yeah, I'll be plugging that as where I can and go, um, go hope you guys show up to the stream. Hope you guys, can support and help out these local businesses and help out your local podcast as well um get heard so yeah that's one thing and then also the monday after that the 13th is if you guys do not know that is my birthday um so i'm going to be doing something a little bit special for that i'm going to be doing a live stream and i'm going to probably um have a block party with you guys man like it's going to be like a little digital block party you know how if you're an old old school listener of bobo's block um, you know, we have block parties around here and we just DJ, have fun, have guests on and things like that. We may do some karaoke, may do some, like I said, um, some trivia, whatever you guys want to do. But yeah, tune in, chill out with your boy. It's going to be on April the 13th. Um, I haven't decided the time yet. See when you guys are probably like I said available or want to hang out with me on a block party. So that'll be definitely something I would love. And I'm going to be turning 32 and be 30 to 32. This is my Jackie Robinson year, man. Time to shake up the game, apparently. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited. I'm super excited about it. I hope you guys get excited as well. So, we have a bit of things to kind of go over. And um, this 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 new segment is going to be kind of dedicated to just, like, comic book stuff. But we'll talk about a few other things as well, too. Um, so, let's go ahead and go around, around the, the net. net. And with us going around the net, let's go ahead and um, start off with something light. Um, <laughs> we have a new, new member of the Fortnite family, and he goes by the name of Deadpool. Deadpool has officially been added to the Fortnite character list or the character creation list as well. You can find him in the shop. You can find all the emotes and everything of that nature. They did a big announcement for it that Deadpool has joined Fortnite, and it comes in the same lane, in the same veins of like how they had like Thanos and all these other. Um, third-party Marvel characters and stuff like that, but I feel that Deadpool really fits the the, the whole Fortnite um, aesthetic because, like, honestly, he's very weird and quirky and eccentric and, like, he does all the kooky stuff that it, kids would love to, to control Deadpool, and he's kind of like a product of his own own creation. So, yeah, so you guys, if you do still play Fortnite or if you are um, a, a actual, like, um... Fortnite junkie, go ahead and check out the store and get the new Deadpool character and the whole emotes and everything. Hopefully you guys are enjoying that. Keeping on with the gaming news, um, we have some wonderful news out of um, Kojima Studios. Kojima himself was nominated, or yeah, I believe he was um, given a BAFTA award. It was a very big honor for him and a very big honor for the actual BAFTA committee. And um, that is a very prestigious award that is given out to very, very deserving people. <clears throat> um, so, yes, I am excited to hear that as well. When he was giving his BAFTA interview, he said that he's going to be working on a new horror game. And this horror game will not only make you pee your pants, it will make you shit your pants. He says he said that in the um, interview as well. Kojima um, doesn't want to, like, chew words with this one this time. He said, I'm not a very, like, um, I'm not a very person that, likes horror games and I'm easily frightened myself. So I have confidence that I can create something 
that could perhaps um that would be more terrifying to others than myself okay and a lot more terrifying than anybody else could so we've all seen his 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 um his handiwork with stuff like Death Stranding. He's worked for Square Enix forever. Solid Metal Gear Solid. Um, also the PT series that was never really gone out or so onto it. Like we know he can make a horror game. It's just how intense it would. And if you guys have heard the stories beforehand, Kojima is very, very intricate with this game. And it takes him so long because he gets into a level of detail and meticulous tinkering that is ungodly. So yeah. I'm already scared shitless by myself just thinking about it. Now, if I, I, I don't play Resident Evil games. I don't play any horror games or anything like that. But I, I, would, I would at least walk, look at a playthrough. <laughs> I'm not the one to, to, to do horror games. I'm more of a, um, a fighter and a RPG MMOer. But, yeah, man, it's, it's, it's something nice to see that Kojima is still thinking up things to scare shitless. So, I'm, I'm happy about that. So, um... Now, let's get into the meat and potatoes of what I wanted to talk about in our news segment. So, um, with this entirety of, pan- well, this entire pandemic, a lot of things have been coming to a halt. And what, one thing that has majorly affected the nerding community and has come to a halt is now that the renowned Diamond Distributions has stopped production on all comic books and all works that are coming out of them. Um, if you do not know, Diamond Distribution is the largest or one of the largest um, distributors for comic and graphic novels and even some manga as well in, in America. Um, oh, like that, that, that is ever to be seen. Like they do all are, yeah, like majority of all of DC's comics. They do majority of uh, Marvel's comics, Dark Horse, Image, Boom, like all anybody who's anybody uses diamond distributions to make their comics and it sucks because this literally meant the end or right now it was still having um restarted back up or this was the end of new comic book day and with new comic book day coming to a freezing halt um that also affected or hurt all comic book shops or anybody who sells comic books because um, after this, you have no new material, or new merchandise coming in. It's just all what you have in inventory and stock. And um, with this as well, comic books haven't stopped being written, haven't stopped being um, developed. So there are a lot of comics that are just sitting in limbo right now. Like um, there are comic books that are currently in production or was supposed to be currently in production, like um, Strange Adventures by... Tom King, Mitch Curtis, and um, I forget the other artist that is available on that. I'll come, it'll come back to me. Or I'll put it in the in the description. You know how I am. But still, yeah. But um, that's been stopped. They were on issue two or three, and we we won't be able to see it until new comic books are are printed. Um, there are issues of like the new X-Men series that are stopped. Like literally every comic book has stopped. And like I can go off and try to name all this stuff. Everything has stopped. It was the 80th anniversary of, of Robin and, um, and DC comics. All of those have been kiboshed. Like we, we were going to get the conclusion of the whole Nightwing saga of Rick. Um, yeah, of, <laughs> of, um, of Rick Grayson turning back into Dick Grayson. But, yeah, we're not probably not going to get that for a while because of this whole distribution ending. Well, right now, DC is trying to explore. I have to check on Marvel. Marvel probably is a little bit better off because they have a little bit more um, diverse 
um, ways of handling things because they're all owned by Disney. Um, but DC is now looking, exploring a model that will involve multiple distribution um, sources and multiple distribution deals. So we would have to wait to see how long it will take to kind of iron out all those and really have to deal with a lot of this like downfall that we're having right now. So this will be something that really has to um, really has to play out as it is because currently my favorite comic book stores, Gotham City Limit, Mythical Mountain, Coliseum Comics, um, and all the others that are around Jacksonville or whatever are closed. Um, they were open for some, some short of a time. Um, but like they had to close to the public. They were doing like pickups and one-on-ones and stuff like that and appointment onlys, but they really weren't able to do much of anything with like, say your, um, normal business as usual store hours and stuff like that. But someone well, a lot of us have been making this kind of claim that there may need to be a shift in the actual actual um, model for comic books as well. They need to start going a lot more digital, a lot more um, almost like entrepreneurial. Because like if you were able to start like just mailing out or shipping out a lot of the comics that you have in stock or inventory, you don't have to have the full storefront open to make money. There are ways you can make money and like still service the community and service your actual um your your base of regulars and stuff like that you can have their pull list or their box into like a digital space and then like they could be kind of almost like a subscription service that would be something that we may need to talk about what is the future for comic book distribution and actual comic um comic book stores going forward because we've talked about it with gamestop the model for gamestop is way outdated and almost archaic at to an extent and we we said that they need to go and go digital and they need to kind of do more um um interfacing for like um say a ship to home type thing or a game fly type deal but yeah like if we could get subscription boxes or services through our comic book stores that may be where we need to go i, I may put something together put an orgasm together about that and we'll talk about it i may even bring um somebody from the from the comic book stores from around here see if we can have a discussion about it so you guys definitely be on the lookout for that um, I am up in the air because I, whew, all right, so I read a lot of comics. I read a lot of comics digitally. I, I go online to the websites and I read comics. I, I hate to admit it like that because, like, a lot of the time the the distributors or the, the publishers or whatever, they don't get the money for that. And um, I don't read independent comics online. Like, I make sure that I am buying them sourced from the creators and the artists and things like that. I make sure that I am putting my money towards independent comic book creators and things, but like DC Marvel and like image or whatever. I'm, I kind of don't feel guilty about reading those online. I read those digitally through websites sometimes and it makes it a lot easier because I can read them on my phone I read them on my computer while I'm doing like other work and stuff like that. But there's something to be said about holding a actual comic book or trade paperback in my hand. So let me just pull this up here. Because um, I talked about this um, a few a few episodes back. Good episodes back. We did the hip-hop. Um, yeah, we did the comic book and hip-hop exchange. Or so, sorry, the hip-hop and comic book exchange. And I talked about how I got my hands on a pristine copy of the complete series of Jack Kirby's New Gods. 
and I'm holding it in my hand. And for you guys who are on Instagram Live, you can see it. This is a wonderful, like, copy. It's in great condition. All the pages are here. Everything's beautifully illustrated, um, remastered, updated, and all that stuff. But I can't read this online. I would get so bored. But holding it in my hand and reading it or whatever, like, you see, like, the little... Like the little, little stuff here and there, whatever I kind of got it, but like this is a really good copy, and like I get to, oh, you hear that? You hear that? Flip pages. I get to flip pages. It just feels good flipping pages. Um, there's some things that you have to experience head on, hands on with comic books that you just can't do on digital. And like I said, having something like a subscription service or subscription box, or having my pull list put into like a box that they just put together ship out send to me and i get it at my house contactless because no one money coming around me yeah so um that would be dope like i would get my my um shipment of comics every week or every month or so depending on how you set up your your subscription or whatever and it'll be something that you can still do like it's the same thing as putting a pool list together going to the comic book shop picking up and then walking back out like that keeps the lights on for the comic book stores, yeah. But like again, the profit or head o- or yeah, the, the like the head over for it or overhead. Why do I keep saying fucking head over? The overhead for it would be a lot better because if you don't have to full up a full store front and like keep lights on, pay rent, keep water on, keep air conditioning, all that other stuff like that, Wi-Fi. If you don't have to do all of that. And you just like have it to where you're probably like at home or like a little warehouse or some storage house that you keep the comics and everything in. And then you um, take them out as needed or put them in as new inventory comes in. And then you just kind of put the boxes together from there. That's a great way to kind of lower your overhead and like make a lot more profit or so. But again, that's something that needs to be explored as a whole. And and with this soul, di- like this soul dependence on one distribution company such as diamond yes the quality is amazing yes everything is fine but like that goes back to an article that i also put there needs to be a lot more diversity within distribution companies and um actual like distributors as a whole like there it was an article i wrote for blavity that was um about comic book um distributor was a comic book distributor panel or meeting that was held at new york comic-con back in 2000 18 in 2017 and it was a room full of white white guys who was just complaining about um how there's too many people of color and too many women in their comic books and nobody wants to buy these and we don't want to get them because we don't know if they'll sell even though like they're fucking great sellers and like i i was writing that there needs to be a lot more diverse um thought processes and a lot more diverse people in comic book distribution because that's a a, a a lane that we haven't really tapped into as like nerds. Um, it's a lot of just businessmen and they're, they're people who, who love comics or whatever into it. But like, if there was someone like me as a comic distributor, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't know, like I wouldn't know the first thing to do. Like we have to have a, a open discussion about how this shit works. How do you run these things or whatever? And we don't, 
have that and we get into the predicaments like this because we never would have thought that anything like this would have happened where everything has to close down because we don't want any human interaction if we had something such as like a distributor or a small time distributor that, that could be used for local um comic book shops or whatever that would be something that we really need at this point because you can get in the files you can print them off boom 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 get right to where you need to go right to the people that needs them and um, comic book distribution is a very tricky and intricate industry. So that's something that I really want to try to try to explore. And that will probably be something that I need to look into and research more for that topic that I said that we want to talk about. And we're going to kind of give it a little bit more of its, um, its due when we, do the, when we do the nerdgasm on it. It's just like I said, how does all of this shit work? And that's... And that's something that I, I want to kind of share with you guys. Hopefully it's not too boring. Hopefully I don't make it <laughs> make it like a, a lecture or whatever. But yeah, I hope you guys will enjoy that topic. So yeah, we, we, we have a lot more that we can discuss on it. But we want to save it for this from now, okay? I'm going to go ahead and um, take a quick musical break. We're going to go ahead and move into our nerdgasm for today. And it is Steven Universe. It's over. Isn't it, isn't it over? That's what we're talking about because we are going over the series as in its its entirety, all right? So kick it back here on the block and I will see you in a little bit, all right? episode of Bobo's Block. So yeah, we are um into our nerdgasm right now. Whew. So, um what can I say? What can I say? We're talking about Steven Universe and yeah, here we are in the future. Here we are in the future and it's bright. Uh, honestly, I should start from the beginning. So if you guys don't know what Steven Universe is, like I told you last time, I'll go ahead and give you like a a compassing breakdown of everything, like, so you won't be spoiling. But this will go into spoilers, so brace yourself if you haven't watched it, alright? So, Steven Universe is about a child. He is, who? how old was he? I don't want to say he was 10 when he started Steven Universe. I want to say 10. Um, 10-year-old child who is a product of an, of an human and an alien. And um, he is raised by his three 
alien aunt moms. <laughs> Garnet, Amethyst, and Pearl. Well, Amethyst is really more like his big sister. So, yeah, but, like, he's raised by the three alien gems, and they are of a race of, of sentient crystals or gems as we know them on Earth. Um, it is made by Rebecca Sugar on Cartoon Network, and it is about literally anything that has to do with love, um, depression, anxiety, whatever. Steve Universe is something that is a true experience for any child adult or family to go through i've actually been doing a rewatch with a good friend of mine it's um a really good really good time for us like we spend it together talking and bonding about it and like i was the steven steven fanatic or like the um the big fan of steven universe and she was kind of more like okay you seem very excited about this show, so let me um, join in and see what it's about. So she joined in, and like, yeah, it was a roller coaster. Um, I was ready to just kind of let her kind of experience it herself, but once she got to around, like, I want to say about season five, I jumped back in with it because I knew what season five was going to be, and I, I kind of I wanted to relive it and experience it again, and also brace her for it because it's a lot to take on, man. Um, Steve Universe is very emotionally driven. I will give you that. Like, if you if you find it hard to kind of actually deal. With a lot of things, Steam Universe will one make you feel, like face make you face to face and force to deal with those things, but also help you cope through them. Um, I personally have dealt with a lot of my demons by watching Steam Universe and learn how to actually um, handle a lot of situations and kind of calm my nerves when things happen or so through Steam Universe, and it's something that I am truly happy to to actually talk about um universe is based in an alternate timeline of earth where there was a giant gem war about six thousand years ago and they used the earth as a battlefield and it was lit like um it starts with the story of rose quartz and she is a gem who rebelled against her her tyrant pink diamond or the diamond regime and she moved on to earth or she was born on earth and she amassed in a small rebellious army to take on the gems and when they or take on the diamonds and when the diamonds were fed up and after she had shattered or killed um pink diamond they tried to just wipe out everybody on earth but what they did they actually corrupted the gems who were on earth and they all turned into hideous monsters um so now six thousand years have passed um and the war has been over for a good bit, but Rose was still there with her cohorts, or at least the remainder of her army. And what we had to had to experience was well, her son. Um, her son was a product because Rose fell in love with the Earth Man, and named Greg Universe. And Greg um, fell in love with Rose because she was an out of space rock. And if you're asking how a rock and a man made a baby. Don't ask me, dog. We just know that Rose gave up her physical form to create Steven. And with Steven being their love child, they kind of went on from there. Um, Greg, Greg, Greg is an interesting case. We talked about this a lot, me and my friend. Greg is a father who is technically homeless because he lives in his minivan. 
but he owns a lucrative business in the car wash and he is a actual attentive and great father like Greg is an anomaly. Greg is very supportive. He's loving. He shows love. He shows Stephen how to show love. And he tells, and he lets Stephen know that the importance of family and like he keeps, he, he keeps Stephen human. Like he really taught him how to be a human. And that is something that's very big when it comes to Steven Universe because the gyms, they, they, they know war and they know fighting and they know all that, but they needed to get a bit of humanity within themselves. And it's something that is the growth of these, these, these aliens and how they've learned to actually mature and become um, independent beings within themselves. Like they were very all dependent on Rose and they didn't know what to do, or where to go without her. And then finally, um, one of them stepped up was kind of like the leader, but like, she still had this fantasy of, uh, or like this, this like admiration for Rose as well. And there was one who was completely obsessed with, with her. She did everything for her and she, she never really got over the loss of the, of the, the, for long love that she had for Rose Quartz, but she had to be there for her son. And literally, it was it was Pearl, if you guys don't know. <laughs> um, and she she literally um, kind of just bottled up her feelings and kind of tried to do her best. But it was it all came to a head at some point, and it was just hard to kind of watch play out. But yeah, it's something that is so so beautiful. Like everybody has their story arc, and you get invested in every single character that they introduce from. The gems to the townspeople to everybody involved into the into the life of Steven. Like you, you find a person that you fall in love with, and you and you watch them grow, such as like Lapis, Lazuli, a Peridot, or even Jasper. Or um, you get introduced to a Bismuth. She she was a big part of the old squad, and it's just it's so it's so so many dynamic moving parts that you kind of have to really sit with it it took us about like i want to say a week to finish the original series of steven universe and watch the steven universe movie i have i have finished steven universe future she has not we are going to move on to steven universe future so i'll give you guys update how she was after that but she jesus so um we're going to move into the beginning the beginning of steven universe is very kid showy it's a kid trying to figure out powers he turns in his fingers into cats, which turns into a horrible body horror mo- episode. Um, he also learns how to um, become like a crystal gem. He wants to become one of. He wants to make a valiant effort to be a credible part of the team. He learns that he needs to access his mom's gem and her powers and stuff like that. And he uses her shield, and he l- loves. His, he loves to be helpful, so his powers are also um, attached to his emotions. So when he feels an intense feeling of love or a tense need of service or anything like that, or he, 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 he leaps into action or he, and the powers work for him then. Um, and he learns how to control them eventually. And we move into mid, midway around season two and three or so, and he kind of... Um, learns that he is a bigger integral part in a lot of this stuff and how he has to live up to his mother's um, legacy and he still doesn't really know who she is. He gets to see her and meet her in these videotapes and stuff like that. Are the videotapes she left behind and he has the stories that they tell him and things like that but really didn't know much about his mom and he knows that she was a criminal or whatever. 
seasons four, you start to really see Steven grow up. Like you start to see him actually mature a little bit more like emotionally. And he has to help the other people in his life also mature and also like get this shit together. And season five is where it all like culminates for it. He learns about a lot of the dark shit. Um, <laughs> a lot of the dark shit that happens as well in his mom's life. Like he learns about business, how she put her away. He finds out his mom was actually pink diamond. That was a big, big spoiler. Like that was a big, big reveal as well. Because like, um, this whole time we were told that Rose Quartz, his mom shattered pink diamond and that she, was the one fighting against Pink Diamond and the rebellion and things of that nature. But you, when you discover the true origin of Pink Diamond and turning into Rose Quartz, and she had to kind of like play a double life or whatever, and she tried to diplomatically shut down the, the destruction of Earth, but they weren't listening. They said as long as she was still there, they would go along with it. So she was like, let me fucking die. And she made this plot to kind of um, fake her death and shit. And she had a very loyal Pearl because they're dope and loyal to the end. And like, it was just so, it's so many twists and turns or everything that goes on with it. I implore you to watch Steve Universe because it's such a great show as a whole. Um, it's something that you really just need to experience. And um, there's so many, so many things that you can learn from the story of it all. And it just like helps a lot of people with a lot of things. And the, the biggest um, takeaway that we got from Steve Universe was that you don't have to make someone love you you can love like you you loving yourself or being true to yourself is all that you really need you don't have to be extravagant or whatever you can just be you um it was a big thing of self-identity within the original series of steven universe and it's all about who are you who are you trying to live up to or who you're trying to live for and in the end it turned out that because everyone thought that oh his mom or Rose Quartz or Pink Diamond was just in the gym and Steven was around her. And that was it. And once you take the gym out, she'll come back. That wasn't the case. Once she, once we had a moment where White Diamond, the main tyrant, removed Steven's gym from his body. And once that happened, Steven came out of the gym. It was a pink version of Steven. And and everyone was like, where's Rose? Or White Diamond was like, where's Rose? Where's Pink Diamond? And he was like, she's gone. This whole time, everyone always called him Pink Diamond or Rose or whatever. And he's always been Steven from Jump. Since his birth, he's been Steven. Nobody ever thought that that was possible that a dime or a, yeah, a diamond or a gem and a human can make new life. But they did. And yeah, it's crazy, man. Like you, you have these problems of self-identity and it, and it talks about a lot of other things that you can um, go, go through there. Let's go into the, the topics that Steven Universe kind of tackles cover. Um, one big one is also outside of, um, oh, sorry. One big one outside of, um, self-identity is, um, depression. Um, it speaks about depression and anxiety and a lot of people in Steven Universe go through a lot of mental trauma. Um, Steven, Steven included Steven himself, like literally went through so many things. Every person that introduced, got introduced to his life 
tried to kill Steven and then he finally like made friends with them or whatever and it's how how it happens. Um but there was a lot of a lot of things where you had to kind of understand like these people these characters are going through something. Um there was an episode called Here Comes the Thought that deals with anxiety and deals with how to calm your mind and it, it's a beautiful thing that it does. Um because they're their Jim Garnet led Connie, his best friend, and Steven through some meditation and things like that. And they also um, taught them how to kind of like depend on each other because they make a fusion with his name, Stevani. And you need balance and you need trust and you need love to make a fusion. And um, it's something that really touches my heart because it's like when two people become one or when two people get into a relationship you need all of that because even when you have your own personal problems that person is still there for you or they should be still there for you and it's it's wonderful to see that they teach children that's how you kind of get through get through things get through hard things and like um there was a part of the episode where steven was dealing with um the the trauma of hurting people and he was like I didn't mean to hurt them or I didn't want to have to do this and she's like it's okay it's okay to not be okay and like shit like that like we as people need to hear that let alone children it's okay to not be okay it's okay to have have something wrong and it's okay to feel bad about it it's okay to feel bad because if you don't feel bad you don't know where to start to feel good at so yeah so um along with that we deal with abusive relationships um, and how how people cope and kind of grow afterwards. Lapis Lazuli was a amazing example of someone who has dealt with major trauma and um, also abusive relationships and grown to become a better person. Lapis was trapped within a mirror um, for thousands of years, and then Stephen let her out, and then she kind of tried to take all the herbs water and try to go back home, but um, she didn't do it because Steven talked her talked her out of that shit. Um, but she also went through a phase where she was in a <clears throat> a fusion known as Malachite with um a with a gem named Jasper and it was a very toxic and abusive relationship and she just didn't know how to trust people afterwards. And it's that rang true with her relationship with Peridot. And with her and Peridot it was a slow budding relationship of our friendship that showed how you can trust and love again. And then she got spooked because she thought the diamonds were coming back and she was like, she doesn't want to go through any pain or anything again. And it, it, it shows that people have their flaws. People won't always be, be okay immediately. And, it, and you just have to be there for them. Cause even when Steven found out she was hanging out on the moon, he went to her and it was like, yo, like, you can always come back home. Like, you don't have to be out here alone by yourself. I'm here. We're here for you. And it's hard to, like, get yourself into a point where you you know you have someone that you want to be there for, but it's difficult for them to accept the help or to accept what's happening with them right now. Um, and as well, when going back to Pearl, it comes to breaking up or that for long lost love or so Pearl was heavily obsessed, obsessed with Rose and she learned and grew into a, be an independent person and like kind of 
know that she can be okay with being by herself or it's okay to be it's okay to remember a fond love but never to be obsessed with it and pearl has grown so much lapis is now in a healthy place where she has a wonderful friend friendship or friend relationship with Peridot and Bismuth. And she doesn't have to feel like she needs to isolate herself. And she doesn't have to feel like everybody's out to get her. It's everybody needs to stay away from her to stay safe and stuff like that. It's just different. And you have to know when it's time to step up and grow up. Speaking of step up and growing up, Lars is a very good example of a character that was shitty person grew into a better person. Lars is a human that works at the donut shop, and he always um, was, like, obsessed with being one of the cool kids, and he Stephen loved to try and be a friend to him, but Lars was like, no, get away from me. But um, he kind of um, had to grow up in, like, literally five seconds. It was the, um, it was the, around the end of season, well, the, around the end of season four, and yeah, or beginning of season five. It was the, it was their own homeworld. He got trapped with Steven, and Lars was on homeworld with Steven. He went through a, went through a whole thing of trying to escape from the diamonds, and Lars ended up dying. Steven brought him back to life, um, but he was kind of changed, and Lars knew that like at this point, like he has to like kind of be an adult right here. He has to make the right decision, and he let he um, did the right thing, and he stepped up and he started started a whole new life almost and he became the space captain pirate and um they kind of showed him pictures of a old friend back on earth um and he was like i can't believe she moved on without me and i can't really she's having all it's fun and he was he started slipping back into the old shit and then someone was like are you doing all this shit to make her mad he was like no i would never because she's your best friend right yeah she's my best friend and he realized, like, okay, life moves on. And that was a little what Steven said. She was like, she was sad. She was crying all the time. She didn't know what the fuck to do. But life moves on. Like, things have to keep going even if you're not there. So don't think that someone's doing something to spite you when they're doing something for them so they don't have to mourn you. And it's a valuable lesson to learn for anybody, let alone, like I said, just... just children or or adults or whatever anybody needs to learn like we get so caught up in ourselves that we forget that people have lives and people that need to move on even though our friendship or relationship have may have either lingered or is on pause or died or whatever it may have been shit happens like things happen without you and that's okay you have to be okay with it like because life doesn't stand stand still and wait for you to get back and that's how it is, man. Um, even when we're going into Steven Universe Future, the relationship between Sadie and Lars, the best friend, um, they basically, they drifted apart. They didn't even drift apart. It's just they, they changed. Things happened, and they weren't, they weren't destined. To, you learn that people aren't destined to always be together. Um, you always have that, that couple that you're rooting for, that this and that, or that, oh, these are the ones that give me hope, like, Shit changes, like, things happen, like, even, they said it in the show, like, we tried, like, we gave it a valiant effort to try and be together, but, like, we're just no longer in that space right now, and they were happy to see each other happy, and that's really all that matters, and that's, that's something that's beautiful, dog, like, um, 
so we have, I haven't gotten into the part of Steven Universe that I love the most is the music. Um, the music is a full on musical ass show. Like there's so many bops and bangers that you guys need to go pick up the Steven Universe soundtrack. Um, there, I want to say about three volumes of that, and it's going to be a Steven Universe future um, soundtrack coming out as well. So some of my favorite songs are, of course, Here Comes the Thought, um, It's Over, Isn't It? Um, we have Be Wherever You Are, uh, what is another good one? Um, Dear Old Dad, um, Let Me Drive My Van Into Your Heart. Uh, I have a couple of songs I love from Sadie Killer and the Suspects. Um... What's another good song? Of course, the original theme song is my favorite. We are the Crystal Gems. We always save the day. And if you think we can't, we'll always find a way. That's why the people of this world believe in God and Amethyst and Pearl and Steven. Um, <laughs> and we also have... Um, the new songs um, from Steam Universe Future that are really well, really good as well. Emily King did two songs that I know of um, on Steam Universe Future. And those are beautiful. Um, Steven has a dope song that basically is the theme song from the movie. It's called Here We Are in the Future. It's here we are in the future. Here we are in the future and it's bright. Um... So let's get into this cast. The cast is made up of an all-star motherfucking people. Like, um, so we have Zach Callison, who is the voice of Steven. Estelle is the voice of Garnet. Um, we have so many other people that are that are playing these characters. Let me pull up the Steven Universe cast for you. I want to make sure I get everyone's name right. I hate that it was so loud. I can't believe we've come so far. Here we are in the future. Alright, so yeah, so we're gonna go into the Steven Universe cast. Like I said, Zach Callinson is the voice of Steven. He's grown up throughout this entire gosh darn show. Um, we have Didi Mang uh, Magno, who is the voice of Pearl. We have um, Michelle, um, yeah. Michelle Dietz, who is the voice of Amethyst, and hold on, they also say she's the voice of another character. I want to see who this character is. Oh, it won't let me know. All right, so yeah, we have Estelle, or I told you, who is Garnet. We have Tom Sharpling, who is Greg Universe. Connie is played by Grace Rolick. We have um, Shelba Rabara, who is Peridot. We have General um, Jennifer Pass, who is Lapis Lazuli. We have Kate Machucci, who is Sadie. You may remember for her from um, uh, um, Garfunkel and Oates. Um, we have Matthew Moy, who is Lars. We have Patty Lapoon has been on, on the show. Erica Luttrell, Charlene Yee, Uzo Aduba. She is the voice of Bismuth. Um, Susan Egan is Rose Quartz. We have AJ Mashaka as the voice of Stevani. We have Kimberly Brooks, who is the voice of Jasper. Godfrey has been on here. Eugene Cordero. Christine Erboroso, who is White Diamond. 
And we have Mary Elizabeth McLean, who has come on the show as well. There's been a star-studded cast that has graced Steven Universe. And there's so many people who we want to thank. Um, Steven Universe Future was a doozy of a show because it kind of picked up a couple of years after Steven Universe. Um, he was... 16 or 17, I want to say it was 17, but probably about to go 18, um, and it dealt with a lot of the, the lingering shit that we knew that would have to come along with it. It was all about Steven trying to figure out what he's, he's supposed to do with the rest of his life, not that he saved the universe, so we, we dealt with that, and, um, I will let you guys know that it was impactful. Um, I've talked about it a couple of times on here, like, it, a lot of the stuff hit home, because, you're trying your best to do what you think is right, but like sometimes the timing is off and sometimes you don't know how to deal with like your emotions or whatever because he's still a teenager and his, and he's starting to get these new diamond powers and it's just super, super heavy. Um, and it's not heavy as in like, oh my God, is it, can't watch, but it's heavy as like once you get into like, okay, the why, wow, like it, it really hits you. So yeah, so I'm super excited about um talking with you guys about Steam Universe Future because we've built what's called Little Home World and you have the intergalactic um alliance where everybody is like kind of done with the diamond tyrant um tyrannical reign and we've dissolved the empire and we are letting everyone be free and peace has gone back over the earth and we've solved all the stuff that's in the movie so we really have peace. But um there's still a couple things we need to to, to, to kind of like wrap up. Um yeah, man, it's just a whole whole thing and a half, but we do get a good ending out of Steven Universe Future because Steven goes to really find himself, dog. He really kind of like kind of figured, well, he's going to travel and figure out where he really belongs and set up shop for himself because Steven has never really left Beach City. He's He's gone around the universe. He's gone around the world, but he's never left Beach City. He's always had that to come home to. And he needs to get out of that small pond or out of that little garden and let his actual roots lay down somewhere where he can grow and become something more. And that's something that I'm really excited to see. And I'm something that I'm really, um, well, I can't say excited to see because the series is over. I, I want to see where people take it from there. I want to read the fan fictions. I want to read the little um, theories in, in the actual, like, um, conspiracy. Like, I want to see yeah the future theories because like um we we need to we need to as a community talk about this and there was a big message that will um that was addressed or kind of discussed throughout steam universe future and it's about dealing with change and it's about dealing with your life suddenly changing where everyone's changing around you but you're staying still and how do you cope with that with everyone leaving everyone growing everyone getting new roles everyone not having time for every for everything like they used to um people were moving away people were going off to college um people were getting new jobs and steven was kind of like lost he didn't know what to do and he was stressed and he was just overwhelmed in his body took that as because he's only been able to deal with trauma with just like life or death that it was the end of the world and he didn't know how to actually process trauma process emotional change and and he he kept growing trying to defend himself but his body was out of whack and he was scared of his powers and he just didn't know what to do and it shows you how you cope 
with a lot of this stuff and how you actually properly move forward with life after everything changes around you. And sometimes it takes you changing as well. So, yeah. The biggest thing that we take away from Steven Universe is no matter what, no matter where you go, no matter what happens, we are always your family. That is the big message that we're leaving off with with Steven Universe. And when he was ready to leave, um, the gyms didn't want him to kind of stick around because if they they showed emotion or whatever, he probably would have stayed. But like they wanted to let him know at the end, finally, that we are always here for you. We will always be there to talk, to, to come visit, whatever. Wherever you set up shop, we will be there because we are always your family. We will always be your family. And that's how the universe um, community is as well. We're always your family. You guys definitely want to check this out because you you know that we take our time and, and go through these things thoroughly. But I want you to jump right in. Just jump right in. Everything's on Cartoon Network app. Everything's on, on demand. Everything's on Hulu. Well, not everything's on Hulu. I think they have up to season four on Hulu. So, yeah, you guys can go jump into that, man. Like, it's going to be something amazing, something fun, something really dope. Go check out Steve Universe. You won't regret it. I am super happy that you guys were able to join me here on this little nerdgasm for Steve Universe. And I love it so much. If you guys have any more questions or whatever for me, don't be afraid to hit me up, man. It's how, how I talk to you guys, okay? So, let's go to end it here. Um, of course, you can find me anywhere that you can stalk your ex on social media. That is at BoboFNN. Again, that is BoboFNN, B-O-B-B-O. FNN Friendly Neighborhood Nerd um, and of course you can guys check out my Patreon campaign at patreon.com forward slash bobo that's patreon.com forward slash b-o-b-b-o check out my YouTube channel at Friendly Neighborhood Nerd Bobo also go ahead and check me out um, on all streaming platforms we are on iTunes Radio we are on iTunes, Heart Radio, Stitcher Spotify, Deezer Google Play and we have an Alexa skill as well guys if you guys go Alexa Play the Block Podcast. The end is near. Cancel everything. And your Alexa will play my show. Alexa, stop. <laughs> the Alexa okay. will, your Alexa will play my show. Like, it's it's lit, dog. I'm, I'm out here. Please, go ahead and check me out. It's so dope. Um, I'm excited for everything that's new coming up. And I'm excited for you guys to experience everything that I have coming on. Don't forget, we have that podcast-a-thon for local businesses here in Jacksonville on April 10th. I'll get you guys the link and the um, streaming information soon. And we also have my birthday on April the 13th. Go ahead and hit me up um, and definitely be able to um, get you guys on that stream or if I'm going to do like a cast or whatever. I don't know yet. We'll see, guys. But, yeah. Um, I think that's about it. Uh, uh, I want to thank you guys so much for joining me here again. Um, I'm going to try and get a, get up enough energy to, to do another episode next week, and I'll hopefully be able to see you guys. Thank you to all my Patreons. Thank you to all my supporters, and I will definitely be back here on the block. Peace. <laughs>